0: Ghost stories are always scarier when they're told by the very people who experienced them. Hi, I'm Becky. And I'm Diana. And we're the hosts of the Homespun Haints podcast. We talk to people just like you who have come face-to-face with ghosts, demons, haints, and other strange paranormal phenomena. All of it makes for a chilling good time. So grab yourself a sweet tea, turn off the lights... And listen to some eerie, true ghost stories on Homespun Haints, wherever you get your podcasts. I'm not scared, are you? Hello, and welcome to Scare You to Sleep. I'm your host, Shelby Scott. And I'm here to read you a very scary bedtime story. Before we begin, I wanted to let you know that you can find me as a guest host on the Nightlight Podcast. That is Night with a K, another bloody FM show where we discussed the movie Kronos, me and my buddy Prince Jackson. It was so much fun and Kronos is one of my favorite horror movies, at least one of my favorite vampire movies. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. And the way the show works is Prince goes beat by beat through the movie. So if you haven't seen it, you can still listen and not be lost. So that's the Night Light Podcast. Again, night with a K. And also, there's a new episode of Historic Hangouts, the other show that I do with my husband that is not horror, but we talk about Historic Hangouts. It's a lot of fun, it's a two-part episode, it's our first two-part episode, and it's about the restaurant Dantana's here in LA. And this week, I have for you a story by Emma-Lisa Vipers Now. emilysa has been on the show before, and Emilysa writes short stories and poetry. She hosts poetry slams at her local community art center, and when she's not terrorizing readers with her horror stories, she's making delicious foods from around the world in her tiny country kitchen. She lives to serve her cat Lord Gizmus Stormcloud and also bribes neighborhood crows with peanuts. Check out her work on Patreon where you can have early access to her writing for just a few dollars a month and I will link that Patreon in the show notes but it's patreon.com slash Vipersnout. and this week she has for us quite the doozy. This is Dental Work. 1. Nerves Adam climbed into the dentist's chair and took several deep breaths to try and calm his anxiety. He always hated going to the dentist, but this one had great reviews online, albeit not many, but all positive. He found the flickering fluorescent lights grating and unhelpful to his stress levels. He didn't want to freak out like he always does at these appointments, but the longer he waited the worse his terror became. The door finally swung open, and a handsome middle-aged man came in. His mask covered the bottom half of his face, but Adam could sense the sex appeal. If he's a dentist, then he must have a gorgeous smile. He took another deep breath as the handsome doctor sat on the stool and introduced himself. Hello, I'm Dr. Quincy, How are you today? A little nervous, but okay. Adam's response was shaky. His eyes dropped sheepishly to his feet before him. Not to worry. Many people are when it comes to dental work. We're just exploring today, and I promise to be gentle. The dentist's eyes shone with a smile as he placed a face shield between himself and Adam. We're just going to look at your teeth right now. Please open as wide as you can. Adam opened his mouth and began rattling in the dentist's chair. Quincy probed with the little mirror and leaned in to get a better view. Adam couldn't stop himself from shaking profusely, and beads of sweat began to form on his brow. He could hear the chattering of his teeth on the metal of the mirror. (laughs) You're really nervous, aren't you? Quincy removed the mirror and rolled his chair back and out of view of Adam. You can close your mouth. I'm going to give you a little gas to help your nerves. I'll be right back. Adam heard the stool creak as the dentist got up and left the exam room. His chest tightened and his breathing was short and labored. He gripped his pant legs and gritted his teeth as he attempted to regain control, of his spiraling anxiety. This will help you greatly. You will have no worries in the world. Quincy reassured as he came back into the room, rolling a gas tank. He unraveled some tubing and a mask to put on his frantic patient. He fumbled with the straps around Adam's head, but his calm demeanor and perhaps a waft of intoxicating cologne had already begun to set his mind at ease. Just take some deep breaths, and when things settle down, we can continue. Adam blinked dopeily as he took breath after breath, counting as he went. Three, four, five. That's, That's much, much better. better. Adam could still hear the doctor, but he sounded as if he was talking from much farther away he kept breathing and enjoyed the gentle tingle he felt behind his droopy eyes and on the back of his neck as the gas took complete hold of him he felt his nerves melt away and felt comfortable and cradled in the exam chair this wasn't so bad now he suddenly felt a sharp pinch in the side of his neck that came on quickly then faded just as swiftly. He looked over as Quincy came into view and could see a very large syringe and needle held up. This'll help, This'll help too. too. Quincy winked as Adam struggled to lift his hand. Soon he realized his ability to move it all was gone. What has happened to him? What did this man just put in his neck? Adam felt sick but was unable to do anything about it. He felt like a hot iron ball was burning through his stomach. This definitely isn't typical for a dental checkup, that much is certain. His brain felt barely capable of grasping the weight of what was going on as it was fogged up with gas, but he knew things were not right. Quincy turned his back to Adam and was working with something on the bench behind him. A gentle, symphonic song began to fill the room. The sadistic doctor turned back to Adam. It's funny funny how how anything can be perceived as tranquil tranquil when when entropy exists. exists. He reached toward a tray full of the usual dental instruments and picked up the first tool used in any regular dental appointment, the metal hook. This was no normal checkup though. Adam's eyes darted to the hook and back to Quincy's amber gaze. Part 2. Tools. Liquid cool waves washed over Adam as he drifted in and out of consciousness. Quincy poked and scraped around the soft tissue of Adam's mouth while a calm symphony Projected through the cold room, taunting Adam's nerves. Let's, Let's remove, remove the, the gas, gas for a, for a while, while, shall we? we? Quincy winked at Adam and pulled off the tubing around Adam's ears and nose. Wouldn't want you to miss out on the pain. Adam began panting as small, sharp pains became more apparent in his mouth. He had no idea how much worse things were going to get but he knew it wasn't looking good for him. Panic stuck by him through what ensued next, like a loyal friend. Quincy looked upon his tools with careful consideration, such as an artist plotting her next brushstrokes would. A growing percussive run picked up in the music as Quincy chose pliers from the tray and moved closer to Adam. I want to show you something... Quincy reached his gloved fingers into Adam's mouth, pulling down his jaw to make room for his malicious intentions. He rattled the metal across Adam's teeth as if to choose the ripest produce at the market. He tapped on each one and finally settled on a canine. The pliers in place Adam felt himself about to choke on the snot and tears flooding out of his sinus cavities and down his throat. In fact, Adam felt everything. Quincy clamped and began to violently jerk Adam's canine back and forth in its socket. Adam's gums audibly tore as the tooth came loose and sent shooting pains like hot nails into his face. The warm rush of copper-flavored liquid coated his mouth and began to pool in his throat, worsening his choking sensation. Quincy clanked the tooth and pliers down onto his tray and grabbed cotton and stuffed it into the bleeding hole. Don't want you to bleed out. Don't want you to miss out. Brass instruments had joined in the crescendo the symphonic music grew into. Quincy took more cotton and swabbed out Adam's mouth, soaking up some of the fluids he had begun gurgling and sputtering up. He gasped and took in as much air as possible to make up for the time spent slowly drowning in blood and mucus. Now, look. Quincy held up a small, white plastic beaker he had placed the extracted canine into. Time for a little demonstration. He pushed away from Adam and grabbed a brown plastic jug from a small metal cabinet in the corner of the room and held it up. Hydrofluoric acid. Have you ever heard of it? It's known as the bone-seeking compound. See, it will bore its way through all your soft tissue and won't stop until it hits bone, very tenacious. Quincy slowly rolled on his stool over to Adam with the container and jug in his hands. He set the vessel with Adam's tooth in it on his metal tray and began to uncap the bottle. It's very dangerous, see? He poured a little clear fluid into the beaker and held it far away from himself but close to Adam to watch as the contents sizzled and splattered. In his frozen terror, Adam felt tiny droplets of the fluid strike his lip and nose, yet he could not move away from the volatile reaction. He watched helplessly as his tooth ceased to hold its form before him. Nasty stuff, indeed, Quincy said in a cocky and wry tone. He set the reaction vessel down as the roiling fluids settled, sputtering off into a cloud of vapor. Part 3. Mutilation. Parts of Adam's face felt like hot pokers had impaled it the drops of acid making their way to his facial bones. Quincy was back to choosing which tools to use next. He reached for the dental retractors as droning stringed instruments filled the air with tension. Quincy shoved his index and middle fingers into Adam's mouth and yanked his lower jaw down and maneuvered the retractor into place. Adam winced in pain as the skin around his wounds was pulled taut. The sterile, cold air dried his skin and mouth. Hot tears continued to flow down the sides of his head. Quincy held his sickle probe like an artist holds their brush. Delicate, yet secure. He moved with confidence in his craft. One solo violin... Carried an anxious anacrusis as Quincy carved into Adam's soft tissue. F. He hissed under his breath. R. The sharp point of the probe arced and curved and slashed in slow motion. Adam whimpered as Quincy continued to spell out what he was writing. A. N. C, I, and finally, S. He made eye contact, and the music silenced. Does that sound familiar? He asked. You weren't very kind to him. Quincy grabbed his dental drill. You victimized him horribly, but did so without knowing about who cares about him. Someone like you would never understand why I am willing to go to the ends of the earth for the ones I love because you'll only love yourself. I want you to know that, as much as I love Francis, I hate you even more. An explosion of brass instruments burst forth from the speakers in the room as the dental drill came to life. Quincy ground a hole through Adam's molar recklessly, shredding his gums and cheeks as collateral damage. The drill skipped around Adam's mouth as his head rattled around helplessly. The suction hose was the only one keeping up with the flow of blood, and Adam continued to aspirate blood and spit. Quincy pulled the drill out and let his fingers off the trigger. The brass compounded with woodwinds. Stringed and percussive instruments continued to crescendo until reaching peak decibel. Adam began to convulse, and his body approached a state of shock. Quincy heartlessly stood over his victim, ready to exact more justice for the lover who scorned him. Holding Adam's lower jaw open in one hand and the drill in another, Quincy drove the bit into the soft palate and bore a hole most gruesome into Adam's sinus cavity. The blood flow overpowered the suction's capacity and flooded Adam's airways completely. Quincy put the drill down in haste and picked up and shifted Adam to his side in the chair. No, you can't go yet, damn it! Quincy frantically smacked Adam on his upper back in an attempt to clear his windpipe. Adam coughed and sputtered, and Quincy breathed a sigh of relief before his expression changed to one of anger. You are everything I despise in humanity, Adam. I have been waiting for you to come in for dental work. I have been very patient. Francis would never harm anyone, and you... You hurt him. I love Francis deeply, but I am not as peaceful as he is. He wouldn't approve of this, no matter how much you deserve it. Because that is how benevolent he has always been. We don't always agree, Francis and I, but I would die for him. Thankfully, I don't have to today. You, however... You're not long for this world. Quincy walked around Adam's head and squatted down to face him as he said that last part. He gently pushed a piece of hair out of Adam's eye and tilted his head to make direct eye contact. Quincy stared into Adam's eyes in silence with a smirk. He gazed upon his work with pride. Adam's face was barely recognizable between the lacerations, swelling, blood, and acid-eroded pits. Quincy stood up and rolled Adam out of the chair and onto the floor. He hit hard and blacked out. Part Four, Termination. Adam lay prostrate, half-conscious, On the cold ground, blood pounding in his face and head. The trauma was enough to finish him, given enough time. But Quincy wanted to be as thorough as possible with this very special patient. He couldn't finish the job without at least giving Adam the reason for his treatment. You didn't just... Treat Francis like an object, which broke his heart, but you he robbed him of money he was saving for his father's surgery, and then vanished. Adam's face was so swollen, but he could see Quincy's bloody shoes standing before him. He had nothing to say for himself, yet tried to gurgle a plea for mercy. He would only find one kind of mercy here, and that is the mercy of release from this mortal coil. Quincy kicked Adam in the face hard, then in the ribs. He could hear a crack and felt a give as his foot broke through, a break that most likely punctured a lung. Adam began convulsing wildly as foam and blood flowed out of his mouth and the holes in his face. The mercy was coming. Quincy held Adam down with his foot on his neck and stepped down hard. The final snap of Adam's body released him from his tormentor. The sadistic Dr. Quincy stood over his lifeless victim and breathed a sigh of relief and satisfaction. It was a job well done. The charred skeleton of the building smoldered in the background as the fire marshal, coroner, police, and detectives stood in a group discussing the scene practice belonged to a Dr. James Christopher Quincy, originally from Halifax. He bought the building four years ago and has sustained a business and a great reputation in the community. Cannot seem to reach him. Detective, a large amount of accelerant was used and there are charred human remains. Either they are that of Quincy or... The Fire Marshal trailed off. Officer Jones put out a bolo on this Quincy. There aren't any vehicles here. The detective walked towards the ashes as he began to sniff out the truth of what really happened to the office of Dr. James C. Quincy, DDS. Meanwhile, Quincy took Adam's car and drove away from his last California sunset. The Mexican border greeted him along with a waning crescent moon He pulled off to send one last message to his unrequited love. Francis, I have and always will love you. Yours, Jimmy. He pressed send, then threw his phone, got back in his car, and pulled off. The... Thanks for listening. Thank you again to Emilisa Vipersnout, my author of this week, for your incredible story. I apologize to those of you who are clutching your jaws and cringing right now. (laughs) It was a fun one to work on. I hope I got all the teeth sounds correct. Some of those sounds are from my own mouth. Can you guess which ones? If you can, that's really weird because that would mean you know what the inside of my mouth sounds like. (laughs) So um, go follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Scare You to Sleep. You can join the Patreon for ad-free episodes, and there's a new-ish new-ish bonus episode on there, Creepy Pasta. For $1 a month, you get ad-free episodes, and $3 and up, you get the bonus episodes. I'm looking forward to doing some more bonuses soon. And speaking of bonuses, next week, I have a very special episode for you. A very special episode that I am... Very, very excited about um, in totally unrelated, completely not anything to do with next week's episode news. I was invited by 20th Century Fox to go to a private screening of The Boogeyman. And it was fantastic. I got to see um, all these scare zones. They had like the Hall of Candles and this red light therapy and this uh, artist there drawing your own personal boogeymen. I posted the, uh, the pictures on all the social medias if you want to see them. And again, totally, fully, oh, so unrelated to next week's bonus episode. I mean, why would you even ask that? Why would you even ask that? <laughs> um, let's see what else. Uh... Oh yeah. Historic Hangouts. Go check that out. Go check out me being a guest on Nightlight. I was so excited that Prince asked me to be on and I had so much fun talking about Kronos and we're reaching the ramble portion of the episode. So if you don't like the rambles, feel free to turn off the episode. By the way, once you start hearing the rain, um, I I might change up the rain someday, but for now, once you start hearing the rain, that means it's the end of the episode and I'll just be doing the outro and probably rambling for a little bit, and feel free to turn off the episode. I won't even know you did it. It's totally fine. And some people like to keep in the mood, in the spooky mood, and turn it off. Some people like to decompress with me afterwards and hear about my week and the stuff I baked and things like that. And both of you are valid, and I love you both. And again, I don't even know if you turn it off, so (laughs) it's totally fine. Oh, and go check out my friends at Homespun Haints. You heard their ad at the top of the show, and they're fantastic. I was a guest on one of their episodes where I spoke about my own true ghost stories, and that was so much fun. So check, look for that if you haven't heard it. Their show is fantastic. They have had some of the craziest experiences. That's homespun haints. Again, I'll put a link in the show notes, so it's there. And yeah, oh, this week, what did I bake this week for anyone interested What did I bake this week? Oh, I kind of, I had some leftover um, chocolate cake batter. Whenever I make uh, cakes these days, I I usually freeze half the batter. It's, they recommend you freeze, you actually bake the cake and freeze it that way. But I've never had issues with just freezing the batter. So feel free to scream at me if I'm doing it wrong. But I, I just did the same thing I did a couple weeks ago where I baked off a eight eight inch, just one layer chocolate cake, uh did a coffee soak peanut butter buttercream frosting. I had to have it again. It was so good. It was so good the first time. So that's what I did this week and um I didn't do that was actually last like weekend or something, but this week I um had a lot going on and I had that screening and that was yesterday last night and it took it I had to be there kind of early especially with LA traffic. I had to leave kind of early. So I haven't had a lot of time to do a lot of baking or cooking this week, honestly. So I'm hoping I'm looking forward to doing more next week. And speaking of next week, remember to tune in for a very special episode and that I wrote myself and I'm very proud of the story. I'm very excited about it and I'm very honored to have had the reason for writing it again, completely, completely unrelated to anything I've spoken about already What are you again? Why are you even asking? I gotta go. I gotta go. Why don't you remember to drink your water and wear some sunscreen and be kind this week. Go out of your way to find one of your favorite creators. Obviously it does not have to be me. Just one of your favorite creators and leave them a nice message. Just say, Hey, I really enjoy your content and I think you're great. And that's that always makes someone stay. Uh, all right, I'm going to go, go get some sleep. Sweet dreams.